as I wrap up the week, so excited to have with me Karen Kohlberg, co-CEO of King Arthur Baking Company. She joins me on the phone from Norwich, Vermont. So, Karen, I have to say there are certain interviews where I think, you know what? My kids are going to think this is pretty cool. This is an interview where my mother-in-law is going to think I am the coolest on the planet because she is one of your biggest customers. Alice Kane, I'm talking about, in Walton, New York. You have the must-have product of the pandemic, flour. We we do, and we're so we do. We feel very fortunate to be making a the best baking flour out there, and to have been doing it for about 230 years. Yeah, this is like 230 years in the making. I know it's been it was popular before this, but tell me what it's been like over the past few months as you have seen this. And it's funny, you know, Max Levchin, my previous guest who runs a big tech company, was talking about nesting and, and sort of the purchases that people were making. I mean, clearly that's part of what was going on here is that people were, you know, trying to make uh, bread and, and all sorts of baked goods. But what did it look like from where you sit? We saw people and almost immediately, I think it was, it started with, we thought it was pantry loading, right? So everyone's like, everyone's, we're sheltering in place. We need yeah. to get to the grocery store and stock up. And that definitely happened. And it was almost immediate, though, also that we were getting calls on our hotline, orders for everything baking related beyond flour. We were seeing the, you know, kind of the spikes across our businesses. And People were at home, and they had probably more time than they typically had, and baking is such a comfort. You know, you're, you're getting your hands into something. You're able to start a project. You can, you know, you're some, it's whether you're doing it, whether your mother-in-law's doing it for you or for, her, for herself, whether, you know, at, where people are home with their kids and they need something to do. It's such a um, kind of a source of, of comfort and joy, and people really took to it, and they it became at least initially, you know, kind of something to do. I referred to it as, you know, a national pastime, but it's become, I think it's become a, a hobby, and we've really seen that in the amount of inquiries ongoing that we continue to get um, kind of through all of our channels, however people choose to reach out to us. Yeah, well, and if my co-host, uh, Carol Masser, were here, she's very bummed that she's missing this interview. She would say, we are Bloomberg, so let's talk some numbers. If I have this right, June 2020, a 271% increase in the number of pounds of flour sold compared to a year earlier, sold more flour than any other month since July 2018, 20,000 pounds of flour? What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we are sales and the, and it's you know again you kind of start at the beginning and you don't know if this is going to sustain we kind of probably saw triple the volume in the beginning and we're continuing um even into june to see this two to three times volume of of business and it's both again like i said people are we're pantry loading we were thinking in the beginning and we thought we'd see a leveling out and yeah. People have kept baking and they've kept and they've kept buying, which you know you were you're seeing in the numbers that you're quoting, and we predict that that will continue definitely through certainly through you know kind of the next month or so. Maybe there'll be a little lull. Summer's typically a much slower time of year for yeah. baking anyway, and you know we're really gearing up for the fall holiday baking season where normally that's our, you know, that's our bread and butter, so to speak. And we've, we're going to have, you know, we're producing two times our normal volume so that we can 
be ready for, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever this sort of first wave and second wave of the pandemic throw at us. Yeah. Any supply chain issues? You know, there's, you know, as you can imagine, there's, there's certainly, there certainly were, um, and it's ongoing. I think some of, there's probably two critical things we had to do. We certainly had to focus on our highest volume, most of, you know, kind of the products that starting with all purpose flour that people were looking for to bake. Um, and that's not, you know, you never want to disappoint the the whole wheat baker or whatever flour is we're choosing to, you know, let, let go out of stock before that one. But all of them have had a, you know, kind of our signature flowers we've been in and out of stock on um, as we rebuilt the supply chain. And so to that, to that uh, point, we've added a lot of capacity. So, right. Uh, we were able to kind of get to 24-7 with our partners uh, to get as much flour as we possibly could. And uh, we also were able to add some partners who could, add, you know, kind of add new sizes of our all-purpose flour. So, again, so we can continue to get that sort of number one product out there. Right. Um, and, we're, we're, you know, we're reaching, a, I think, uh, <laughs> we're certainly a new normal of production levels for us, but we're going to hopefully be back in stock in a sustained way right. you know, towards probably another month. All right. Uh, we're going to keep going with this conversation in just a few minutes. I have a lot of questions to ask you about the company and some of your background. You have a fascinating uh, resume leading up to this job and also want to understand this is a company that's 100% employee owned, as I understand it. So lots more to talk about with Karen Kohlberg over at King Arthur Baking Company. Let's get back to our conversation with Karen Kohlberg. She is the co-CEO of King Arthur Baking Company, still with me on the phone from Norwich, Vermont. So Karen, it feels like, and uh, you know, I'm sort of teeing you up for this. You have sort of a special company there. I mean, it's run a little bit differently than maybe what we're used to. Tell me a little bit about it. So we're 100% employee owned and have been for you know over, over 20 years. Uh, we are a founding B corporation, you know, benefit corporation, yeah. which means we, you know, we are bound and committed to taking to a, you know multi-stakeholder approach to managing the business and all decision-making. Um, and as you noted, when you introduced me, we have a co-CEO structure at the top, which in and of, it, in and of itself is always, is always interesting to folks. Um, but, you know, it really starts with employee ownership and how everyone kind of shows up as owners. And it's a real special part of, of our culture. And it's a kind of a defining part of who, of who we are. So how did you come to the company? Because you are not a lifer uh, there at King Arthur. You've got a fascinating uh, background. You worked at GE. You worked at uh, Gap, I believe. So what's what's the yep. brief story of Karen Kohlberg getting to this job? The brief story is I've always loved baking. Uh, my connection to this area where we are is a, is graduate school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the short story, once I finally kind of you made went to talk, right? You were, I did yeah. I went to talk. I went to talk and, um, uh, moved to San Francisco, worked to the gap, loved it. Um, you know, finally decided to get married and have a family and decided to make a life change and loaded up the Ford F-150 and drove across the country. And King Arthur, King Arthur, baking company now, King Arthur Flower then, it really was the only place I wanted to work. And it took a few years to end up here. Um, but I, you know, kind of, I made my way here. And it's, you know, kind of, as I say, when I talk to the company about it, it's, it just felt like coming home because, yeah. you know, baking's always been something I've been passionate about. Um, and it's, like, I you know, sit here ch chatting with you today, 
but you know, there's 375 employee owners that really make this place as special as it is. So I'm uh, just proud to be part of that of that group. Yeah. And so tell me about the people who, who work there, because, you know, as, as you sort of allude to, you know, Norwich, Vermont, it is not, I, this is no insult to anyone. It's not a bustling metropolis. It's not New York City. It's not San Francisco uh, where you live before. So it does take a certain sort of commitment to the mission and the mission clearly is a big part of what you're doing. So, so tell me about those other employee owners. So, our, you know, our mission is basically building community through baking and hopefully, you know, leaving the world a better place because, you know, through that. And people that come to work here and traditionally pre-COVID, it was kind of sometimes hard to recruit folks, right? And you were, were, you were in, nestled up in northern New England and it's not where, you know, there's not, uh, it isn't a bustling metropolis, um, but people certainly like the community and where we live and the outdoors and all those pieces. But now in, you know, this p- a world where we are all remote mm. I, and it's, it's much easier to imagine, to, you know, being remote. I think we, I think a lot of us, you know, King Arthur and outside of King Arthur, you always thought you needed to be on site and the job needed to be there. That um, I think that recruiting piece will look real, will look really different as we as we look forward, which is exciting. But it still takes the special person and the values alignment that people kind of show up here because I think of who we are as a company and what we're trying to do out there in the world and how we treat our employees. Um, and we kind of collectively all believe in that and trying to you know, like I said, live our values every yeah. day. And it's, you know, that's, and it's, you know, I think any, you probably talk to lots of business leaders all day long. And I think many companies out there probably have similar values and strive and strive to live them as well. Um, but for us, just, you know, like, I, like we always say, let's just, just do the right thing. And most right. things are going to work out. Well, I dare say, pun intended, obviously, it's, it's it, it feels like it's baked in here. Um, yep. And also this notion that in many ways, not just the, the product, but you know, the whole notion of a B corporation, I feel like people are looking at that more seriously. I mean, what does it feel like at a moment where we're on both the product side and the cultural side that the world has sort of come to you? It, it feels, it feels great. It feels natural. Um, I think that people are both, you know, kind of looking to us for what we do from a, you know, kind of from a baking standpoint. And it certainly shined a light on, on the company. And as we've, as we were chatting, or you've, you've referenced, I appreciate it. We, you know, King, we became King Arthur Baking Company this week, um, which was a, you know, a long transition in the, in the making. Um, and it's given us just a nice opportunity to really, to both talk about what it is we're doing and showcase what it is we're doing. Cause it's always about um, our, our actions behind the, you know, the words that are out there. And so the, the heightened attention over the past three months has really given us an opportunity to really to talk about who we are, talk yeah. about why we're in business and how we do business, to your point. Um, and it's all, you know, baking is this platform for us to, to do all the things that we're, that we're trying to do. So tell me briefly why make the change? I mean, that is, especially for a brand that's been around for as long as that, it feels subtle but meaningful in, in many ways. Is that just a sign of greater ambition or is it sort of the branding catching up with what you had already become? I'm going to say both. And mm-hmm. I, you know, something I think about it, I'm like, it's a word, right? We went King Arthur Flower Company, King Arthur Baking Company. Yeah. But it's so powerful uh, because 
we have always been a company of bakers. Uh, the company kind of relocated from Boston to Norwich, Vermont about 25, 30 years ago. And it was at that time where we said, we have flour as our foundation. It's what we, it, that's what we do. That's what enables baking. But we're here to teach people to bake. We're here to inspire people to bake. And we're just kind of there to be your friend in the kitchen and help you. And doing getting baking into our name, um, it just really, it, kind of, it does exactly say who we are and who we've right. always been. And absolutely, there's, you know, right, we've all along, we've got already got hundreds of products and thousands of recipes and inspiration online, but lots of new products coming out as well that, again, speak to all kinds of baking, not just conventional wheat flour baking. Um, so it, even though we've always done it, it's, it's very freeing and it, yeah. and it says we're here and we are going to be doing exactly what we've been doing it and again, much more impactful, intentional, and, it's, and there's never that ambiguity of, wait, flour? Wait, you're a flour right. company? No, we're, you know, we're a baking company, and flour is you know, is at the, at the heart of it all. All right. Well, I really enjoyed catching up with you. Thank you so much. Karen Kohlberg, co-chief executive officer of King Arthur Baking Company, joining me on the phone from Norwich, Vermont. 